adesso parte il tiro, rete, 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 un gol straordinario! Welcome to Rated This Way, cultural podcast that brings you the latest and greatest news from the world of Serie A soccer. My name is Michael D'Angelo. With us, as always, we have Paulino Baloney Mangoni. Welcome back, everybody. Julian Pa, don't call him Pa Jude D'Angelo. <laughs> How's everybody doing? And of course, resident Mr. Chris Paselli. Hey, everyone. Um, that song was uh, Volare by uh, who, Paulo? Fabio. Robazzi. And uh, it says featuring Johnny Morandi. I didn't hear Johnny Morandi at all. Um, uh, it'd be later that on. That was when, when he was talking about. No, it, it was the uh, part where he talks about Giovanni uh, the Oggi. Okay. That's, that, that's, that's Johnny Morandi. Got thing. it, got it. Well, Volare, uh, of course, is Italian for a whale's vagina. What's <laughs> 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 Anchorman on today? <laughs> no, and I actually haven't seen Anchorman in forever. I just. You know, of course, whenever you're going to translate whatever something means, uh, <laughs> that's just your go-to, right? So, go, go of, to course, of course, of um, yeah. Okay, well, let's go to the point of the show. Let's uh, let's just stop bullshitting here, Paulo. Okay, and as much as you want to, yeah. and let's uh, <laughs> <course>. let's get <laughs> let's get uh, things into gear. So, um, what we'll do is we'll go through Syria. Uh, just a kind of a recap of uh, match day 19. Uh, so the first half of the season's over, and we'll kind of again recap that. Uh, we'll go over the Supercoppa, uh, Coppa Italia. Uh, we have our sack race, and uh, of course, some transfer rumors after the break as well. We'll get to, uh, and then we'll finish off with a City B minute. So let's, uh, let's fucking get going then. How about that? Uh, let's do it. Let's do it up. Okay. Like yeah, it. good, Julian. Paju, sorry, fuck, I'm sorry. <laughs> Paju, I'm so sorry. Let's um, let's start with uh, the Friday game. So Friday's game was Benevento uh, and Torino. Uh, what happened there? So um, our our boy Simone Zaza scored a double uh, to respond to uh, Benevento's early two nothing lead, and also uh, Chris, you'd be interested to know that ex Milan player Lapadula scored. Yeah, I, that's uh, the one goal of the game I actually saw. so actually there was a lot of uh, var interventions that were actually uh done correctly so the first one was uh they're both of them were actually handballs uh so benevento had one that was uh correctly ruled out for handball uh so zaza actually uh was involved throughout the game uh pounced on an early mistake uh which was stopped by montipo sirigo who has had who has been having uh, terrible season, uh, conceded a foolish PK when he took out Lapadula with his back towards goal. Uh, Viola converted the, uh, the ensuing penalty kick. And then, so actually Lapadula, so I was mentioning Lapadula, he actually uh, fired a shot uh, at the near post after he was uh, played back into the box from a corner uh, to make it 2 uh, nothing. 
Zadza made it 2-1 just after the break, after he headed home across from single in the 51st minutes. So after after that goal was all Torino. Uh, Bolotti was the uh, main attacking threat. Uh, like I said before, uh, VAR called back a goal uh, from Torino due to a Bolotti handball. Uh, Zadza should have scored another one in the 89 minute, but shot it completely wide. Uh, he was all alone in the, in the six-yard box. And then Matt, uh, Zaza scored his double in the st- in stoppage time uh, as uh, Davinay Cola got his first point on his Torino debut. Nice. Just quickly on on quickly on Cidigo, I know like you know on the eye check the eye test. Sorry, he's been playing terribly, but there was a a post that came out sometime last week, I guess late last week, and it was kind of comparing the stats of the you know the starting goalkeepers across the top five leagues in Europe, and it looked at like. The, you know, the, the shots that they save versus the shots they're expected to save, you know, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And I think statistically, even in all those deep analytics, he's the worst goalkeeper <laughs> in Europe right now in the top five leagues. So uh, it, it's funny because... Yeah, not a good so not only, I think, uh, not only did he fail the eye test, yeah, he's just... All the stats are, are showing it too. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think Malinkovic-Savic uh, started Torino's last uh, Coppa Italia match and, and played pretty well at that. And I remember the commentator saying, you know, is this going to be enough to kind of push Sidigu to the bench? And I, I agreed with them, but obviously not. And uh, maybe soon, hopefully soon enough, uh, Torino do make that change. I just uh, really appreciate that slap to Sirigu. <laughs> slap to It's just not only is he shit to see, just, yeah, he's just, and there's evidence. Paper. There's empirical yeah. evidence yeah. to say that he's bad. Oh, great. Great stuff. Um, okay, yeah, let's uh, yeah. So it ends two two. Uh, let's move into Saturday's game. So uh, Roma beat Svezia in a actually a, a pretty good match here. So there was a bunch of stuff that happened. I think Roma ends up winning in, in stoppages, but uh, we won't go through in depth. Just watch those highlights. You'll see seven goals, four to three for Roma. Um, uh, quick, yeah, quickly, Mike. I just want to jump in. So. Um... Zeko Mirante and I think a couple of others were in the stands for disciplinary reasons. Mancini. Yes, yeah, yeah. Mancini, Not that he's been playing yeah. well, but he was in the stands. Yeah. So I think the reason behind that was um, uh, Roma's team manager got sacked because of the six subs, which we'll get into later. Uh, so they liked an Instagram post. Um, I think it was De Rossi, Daniele De Rossi's came out in, in, in support of the team manager. And I guess those players liked that post. And I guess for the reason for, for liking that post, they were sent to the Yeah, team. I'm sure there was probably, it was probably more than just that. I'm, I'm thinking that there's probably some other kind of coop that was probably trying to formulate there. And maybe that's what happened, but uh, at well, least. Probably, that, I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't yeah. Be the first time. But I mean, at least that, right. They, it's, some sort of yeah. probably violation of, I don't know, the hell, whatever the hell we'll, it is. We'll message Roma admin and get to the bottom. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of which, we should probably, <laughs> let's get Roma admin to uh, follow us on the Twitter. So let's maybe start tweeting at him. Maybe we'll, yeah. tweet, what, what can we tweet at him that he'll like? Uh, we'll have to do some research here. Just some <laughs> gifts of Totti or something. <laughs> that, hey, that'll work for Luca. Let's get Luca back. <laughs> Back on board here. Uh, okay, let's move on here uh, to uh, what a great game this was. So Milan host to Atlanta. What happened there? Oof, lots happened. But, uh, I mean, 
Look, it finished three nothing. Milan Merida. Yeah, quiet you. <laughs> <laughs> it finished uh, three nothing for Atalanta, and uh, Milan had the, a good first ten, you know, ten to twelve minutes. I, they were, you know, pressing. They had a couple of, you know, pretty decent chances to score. I thought, and then the other eighty minutes, it was uh, it was Milan chasing Atalanta's shadows. It was uh, like like boys to men. I, I don't know how else to to explain it. Atalanta just completely dominated possession. They hunted Milan down when they lost the ball and they were just kind of a class above. And if I'm being very honest, uh, the goals for Atalanta came from Romero, Ilicic on a PK and then Duvan Zapata, who we've uh, since learned has agitated Zlatan (laughs) by, uh, I I guess just after the game or maybe during the game, he uh, kind of implied that Milan needed their 13th PK call of the season to score. And uh, he's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Milan had nothing going at that point. So it's kind of hard to argue with with Duvan. But yeah, kudos to Atalanta. They they played, you know, the way, you know, we've kind of come to expect from them. I'm I'm pissed that they saved it for Milan, but they they did well and they deserved the three points. And I don't know if this is a... An eye opener for Pioli. I mean, I hope it's just kind of a one off, but like this is the way Atalanta can play when they're firing, and that was without Papu, which is you know even more even more scary. But we'll we'll talk about that a bit later, I guess. Yeah. So Zapata ended up telling him or whatever to Ibra their whole thing. Uh, he said that, and then Ibra said something along the lines of, "I've scored more goals than you've played games," or something like that. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is pretty uh, ruthless, but hey. That's a typical Zlatan response. So, question though: Does the like AC Milan? Does the AC stand for a cacaoon? <laughs> <laughs> that or whale's vagina? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, okay. So, uh, no, I just wanted to point out that uh, that was the correct PK call, by the way, for for Atlanta. Uh, uh, Cassie did elbow. Uh, oh, that's so fucking soft, though. Like, and like, yes, like he did elbow him. And I know we always say, like, you know, if it was a foul at the center circle, is it a foul in the box? I get it. Um, and I guess I, I'm not really arguing it because what if there was contact? So technically, he has to call it. I was more so just pissed at how soft it was. Like, if if Ilicic was on a counterattack and he had to break away from Kessie to get through on a breakaway, he's not going down. Uh, anyways, it was called. It, it wasn't going to change the outcome of the game. Atalanta was always going to win that. So, um, yes, in the moment, as you guys know from my, my text messages, I was pissed, but um, <laughs> hard to argue against it. Okay, so um, I noticed something that – so let's let's look at – where the games where Milan have faltered. So they lost against Juventus Atalanta and then tied against Roma. So and and for me those are teams that usually are on the front foot for the entire game. Uh is the recipe to beat Milan or put Milan under pressure is by constantly um pressuring them and 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 being on the front foot for the whole game. I th- I would say it's part of the recipe, and I think what plays into that, as much as you know, Ibra's you know playing well considering his age, he's not mobile and he's not going to chase down that many mm-hmm. you know balls into space. So yeah, you know if you do press Milan high and they do just, and they do end up just kind of clearing the ball into the wide channels, 
he's not going to go and chase those down and maybe win back possession. He's going to go for it if there's, you know, an 80% chance that it comes to him. And that's not, I'm not, I mean, I think he is a little bit lazy, but again, he is 39. So he has to pick his moments to go on those 30 yard sprints and he's just not going to make a lot of them now. So I, I think that's part of the recipe anyways. Yeah. It's a good point, Paulo too. Cause that, and Chris, to your point too, like that's clearly a winning strategy for him so far. And he, you're right. He's 39. So that makes sense for mm-hmm. him to do. Um, yeah. But to Paulo's point again, like, yeah, the other, other games like against Verona, right. Two, two. Uh, yep. And like, yeah, that makes sense. Right. You, you're not going to let, you don't want Milan to play their game because clearly when they play the game, they can be dominant because they're getting balls since Latin and like he's able to kind of control that and, and control the the attack, right? So it's it does make sense, Paul, what you're saying that again, going after them and making sure that you're controlling that pace as opposed to letting, you know, Cassie, bre- you know, break away stuff, you know, like start to create things because then uh, that really, that's going to drive the other way and you're going to be susceptible to a lot of shit. Yeah, I think that's... <laughs> I don't think it will happen, but I think the next kind of big tactical change that Pioli has to consider in games is when, when Milan's you know losing or uh, tied against a team they should be beating, is you need to take Ibra off the pitch. And I know that might sound crazy, mm-hmm. but you take him off. Uh, we've seen what Leal can do as the striker. Uh, because he is much more mobile, he's actually you know exceptionally quick, he's able to offer that threat in behind, and it changes things completely not only for Milan, but if you're a defender, you don't have to respect that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that's the next big change. But obviously taking a player like Ibra off the pitch is, is not an easy thing to do. And that might ruffle some feathers. But I think that needs to be done in some games going forward. Right. Paulo, anything to add? Uh, we, we, uh, no, I was going to say that uh, we can consider that our tactical All right. <laughs> There we go. TM. <laughs> tactical breakdown, TM. Um, okay. Let's uh, let's move on then, and uh, just quickly, Udinese uh, Internazionale. So uh, we're not going to kind of go in depth, except that it ended zero zero, I guess. Yeah. So honestly, it wasn't really that eventful of a game. Uh, Lataro had one chance early on. He definitely should have done much better on. He intercepted a uh, Rodrigo Bacao pass and was in one on one with Musso. It was a nice shot. It was hard and low in the corner. Musso made a nice save on it, but it's one of those Lutero needs to finish. I feel like a broken record. I've repeated that mm-hmm. so many times <laughs> this season. Um, and honestly, yeah, other than that, like anything Udinese came through DePaul, but there weren't really that many clear-cut scoring chances beyond that. Um, now, I know Paulo wanted to briefly mention this game because, of course, Conte got sent off yeah. at the end, and as he was... Walking off the pitch, he was telling Madeska, it's always you, it's always you. Um, and it actually came out after the game that Madeska might be suspended, and I don't think he's actually going to ref another intergame this year because <laughs> the two he's done. So he did inter Parma earlier on this year and missed a clear penalty against Parma, even so much so that it's only came out after the match and said that, yes, that was a penalty that he missed and the VAR ref missed. Um, and then this one, Arslan, I think that's his name, right? Yep. Yeah. Arslan. Um, yeah. 30th minute or so, he was already on a yellow card. Um, ball enters, building out from the back, ball comes to Lukaku at half. He turns to go run and kind of counter. Arslan, already on a yellow, intentionally fouls to stop the counter attack, which is Always, always, always another yellow. Um, for whatever reason, it wasn't. 
And then Luca got the smart lead, subbed him off like mm-hmm. two minutes later. Um, so, I mean, that's the main controversy. I know after the game, Alaska was telling Conte he has to accept when yeah, he doesn't win. Yeah, but... I was going to say, he was, he was saying whatever exactly that, that he was saying. Which, I mean, as a ref, I also don't think you can, <laughs> as much as you want, you can't give it back to a coach. But Yeah, yeah. so I, I was watching... Um... Uh, that that game was uh, Saturday, yeah. So I was watching yeah. uh, just the goal uh, on Rye uh, Sunday morning. Wasn't oh Sunday? Yeah, wasn't the Novanti Munuti or whatever? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was the 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 Rye oh, okay. Italia version of of, uh, and they actually have a former ref on uh, on there, and he was saying that you know refs should not respond to any criticism that you know, managers or players give after the game. They should just keep their mouth shut and walk off the field. Yeah. Moreska did not do that. He opened his mouth and then, uh, and rightly so, his impartiality is being called into question, which is why there's that report that came out uh, yesterday saying that he probably won't ref another intergame and should be suspended, in my opinion, because it's not, it's not the first time. It's not, it's not just inter as well. There were some other games this season, I, like uh, too many to to remember. I think one of them was against Roma, if I'm not mistaken, as well. A lot, a lot of uh, a lot of Roma fans were, were pissed mm-hmm. off with them as, uh, as well, and it just it, 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 it's sad. It, it's, <laughs> you expect it's better. It's honestly at sad. It, yeah, you do. You're 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 profession. You're you're refing in the top league in Italy, which is one of the top five. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The best league in, in Europe. <laughs> uh, FYI. Uh, and, and you're just, you're pulling like stunts that are, are, are done in, in men's div four, you know? Hey, uh, I take a that. <laughs> yeah. Speaking um, of best leagues. So, yeah. direct four and all that's it, exactly. <laughs> um, Paul, I'll say this though. I, I I understand that again. You shouldn't be whatever, like that guy said, the referee, whatever he's saying. You should, you know, not, uh, not just make a scene or whatever, not kind of be available to whatever. You have to maintain yeah, your I, composure. Yeah, I, I, I agree on that part. But to at the same at the you know other end of it, I think there needs to be just like there should be in all of the fucking sports. There needs to be some form of, uh, you know accountability for them as well for referees so there needs to be they need to be able to explain their calls and why whatever they think that is like that's how the game is is ref realistically is again it's all going to be subjective they don't think that this guy deserves another card so he's not going to get another card referee b might think that it is a red card or another another yellow right objectively again you could probably say that if that foul happens it should have been a yellow card but that's why they need to be able to have some transparency or they need to implement some transparency and own some of those actions i understand that it's difficult to maintain that and and it's a difficult position to be in but realistically that's the fucking job right they need to be able to handle criticism when it's due criticism yeah but good point yeah no i agree i think ours actually had an Another foul after breaking up the counterattack, and then right. Gatti pulled them off right away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was just now. Yeah, Conte. I mean, he also has to keep his cool. I don't know how many games he's been sent off in now, um, and I think he's actually getting a two-game suspension. Yeah. yeah so, so th- that's the point. So, the league is going to suspend the pe- the persons who 
uh, yell at the referee, uh, swear at him, etc., etc. As a ref, keep your mouth shut. The league is going to take care of the suspension. You don't have to say, oh, well, except when you don't win. No, 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 shut up. Just shut your mouth and walk yeah. off the field. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at the same time, just because it's Inter, I'm happy that someone's just giving them <laughs> shit. But, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's okay, though. But yeah, it was a uh, yeah drop points for Inter again. It seems like whenever Milan drop points, Inter can't just pull out that win. Yeah, so classic shit. Yeah, classic shit team operating like a fucking provincial shit team. They are. <laughs> Let's keep going here. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> Fiorentina Crotone um, ends two one uh, with uh, actually this has our our goal of the week. So why don't I uh, why don't I jump into that audio quickly? a clear game plan through the legs by Castrovilli. That was a piece of class. Well, stroked it across. Bonaventura! And that is his first goal for the club. A pearl flies into Cordazzi's far corner, and Fiorentina take the lead. Well, to that point, he'd had the most shots and failed to score in the division this season. But Giacomo Bonaventura finally gets his radar in after the good work by Castrovilli who set this pass into the box but we couldn't have known that Bonaventura was going to be able to finally produce in the shirt of Viola uh, so there you have it that was uh, a beautiful volley um, and yeah it was it was his first goal for, for Fiorentina uh, apparently um, but it was a beauty um, so that was the one nothing goal uh, at about the 20th, uh, Vlavic scores in 32nd to make it 2 nothing, and then uh, Simi scores in the 66th. But that's not enough, and Fiorentina take it 2-1. Um, okay, moving forward here, uh, where Milan, the Milan teams uh, have dropped points. Uh, Juventus, uh, I mean, I don't know what the fuck they're doing here now, but uh, they decide, hey, you know what, let's, uh, let's just kind of spread this out as long as we can. Let's try and you know, just fucking make a game of it. So they win uh, against Bologna and uh, they win two nothing. So now again, of course there's a fucking another, uh, you know, uprising and, and possibly, Oh yeah, it's Juventus is good at again. I don't think so guys. Okay. It's still Milan's to lose or enters to lose. <laughs> enters. Yeah. Enters to lose. Yeah, enters to lose. There you go. Okay. Hey, so you basically have the deepest team in my opinion. Yeah. No, no, no. Enters for sub as Roberto Gagliardini. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Juventus' is starting center know, back have to play is Rabiot. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And then we have like Bentancourt and Rabio off the bench. Bentancourt has been starting, but yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, stats. I just want to point out some stats for this game. Uh, Arthur Artur. Uh, Arthur uh, Artur. Sorry, Artur in the in the midfield. Uh, Juventus yeah, are game. undefeated. Um, uh, uh, yeah. uh, Bernadeschi <laughs> was absolutely throwing in this game. I just want to point that out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that and and uh, courtesy of our um, you know, good tweet yes, the, yes, on the weekend. Yeah, good work. So, that, uh, uh, <laughs> so that, that's pretty much it for that game. Yeah, a routine. yeah. Again, these are the games like we said you're supposed yeah. to win, so win them. Um, yeah. So imagine just one more point. Imagine if we didn't tie Benevento. And Crotone and did not get. I was going to say, imagine we didn't fucking lose three nothing to Fiorentina. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, 
yeah yeah so like that that's important that, like just again we can't drop points in the return leg uh, return rounds so point i'm not out. Yeah, I'm not Stating back in the wagon yet. I want to see some some results here. I need to see Inter uh, and uh, Akakao and Milan uh, <laughs> drop some more points here, and then I'll then I'll get my hope back. Uh, okay, moving on here. Uh, Genoa beat Cagliari one nothing with Wonder Kid uh, Destro scoring the only goal of the game. Um, <laughs> I can't say enough about this guy. We love him on this podcast. He's fantastic. <laughs> In the form of his life. Form of his life. I think he's. I think it's the seventh goal. The they should cash in on him now. Honestly. Yeah. Yes. Send him to Roma again. <laughs> or Milan. Oh no. Hey, he was an inter youth product. Okay. Send him home. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, please. Don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, Paul. You're saying it's it's seventh, right? Yeah, yeah seventh goal. Um, some more stats. So that Balardini has doubled uh, Genoa's points total since he took over. Uh, Galeri's seventh straight loss, and they're winless in twelve games. Good. <laughs> That's impressive. <Yeah. laughs> yes. For all the wrong reasons. It is. It makes an impression. You're right. Uh, okay, let's yeah. move on here um, to Fair Verona hosting Napoli, uh, and Napoli get off to a blazing start. Uh, one nothing, Lozano in the first minute. Demarco fucks up here, and uh, Lozano uh, again, no mistake, makes it one nothing. But then it was all downhill from there for Napoli. Uh, Demarco scores in the thirty fourth. Uh, Barak scores uh, with a neat. I think it was Barak who scored with his left foot. Um, yeah. And tight finish makes it two one in the sixty second, and then uh, Zakania makes it three one in the seventy ninth. Uh, and Hellas Verona, uh, Giants layers. Slay another giant again. Impressive. Yeah, I mean, uh, Chris. I, yeah. No, I was about to say, uh, Chris, I know you wanted to talk about uh, Napoli's inconsistency. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're going to talk about Gattuso a bit more later, but I, for me, it still just comes back to not all of it, but uh, Gattuso's, you know, you know, I know we call Ranieri, uh, well, not we. He's the tinker man, el tinker man, as we uh, like to call him. But yeah, Gattuso is just uh, doesn't seem to you know tinker with his tactics a lot. It seems just seems to be the same thing, you know, week in week out, rinse repeat, and doesn't have you know a plan B like one Mister Conte, and uh, it's starting <laughs> to hurt Napoli with uh, you know with these drop points. What um, I mean, Sadi had success in Napoli and he also though also played kind of one way. What's like, you know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't, he, maybe he just had the pieces. Uh, yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. He, he definitely kind of had that one way, just the, the way like Saudi ball is a very fluid system. Uh, so I think just because of how fluid it is, it, it's a bit more difficult right. to, to game plan for. Whereas if Gattuso's is a, bit more direct so a bit easier to kind of latch onto once you figure it out yeah Gattuso, that's how i see it well yeah gatuzo's ball gatuzo ball is more like this and sometimes maybe good sometimes maybe shit <laughs> exactly <laughs> well done on that one um so so not uh we'll, we'll get into the super cup later but like they did play uh midweek do you think that had an effect but like again you went this one two nothing and, and it was a routine mm-hmm. win but I, but I guess they rotated the midfield. Uh, I think they rotated in the midfield. Yeah. yeah, and 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 I don't think Napoli Napoli did not. 
So do you think that had an effect? I think all of this has an effect. Just the, the poor, you know, run of form for Napoli. Uh, again, obviously Gattuso's, you know, job is at stake. So I think all of this just kind of comes together. And it's, yeah, it's just not looking good for, for Napoli right now. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, again, Verona just having a great season. Uh, did, did, just remind me, is that uh, who we said were our biggest surprise this year? Is that what we all kind of decided on? Or was that Benevento? I think it was. Verona. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was unanimous. No, but I think it, it definitely Verona. came up. Yeah, I think a bunch and, of us said yeah. Verona. Yeah. Uh, you know what the like saddest part about this as an Inter what? fan? Demarco's having yes. a hell of a season, and Inter definitely <laughs> need a left wing back, and he's on loan <laughs> at Verona. Man, uh, Alex Carl. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the left center back. He's the left center back. Oh. He needs a backyatomy. That's what he needs. Um, okay, let's move on here uh, to Lazio Sassuolo. Yes, yeah, yeah, so Lazio Sassuolo. I, so at the time of kickoff, this was the battle of eight versus nine or seven versus eight or something like that. And Sassuolo. Why is, why is, six, why is six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. There you go, baby. Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes, yeah, Sassuolo were still without uh, Berardi. Boga was not in the starting 11. I I don't know why. I don't know if he's coming back from an injury, but for me, he should be in the starting 11. But uh, either way, Caputo started, which is what matters the most. He scored uh, in the sixth minute to give Sassuolo an early lead. Unfortunately for uh, Dezebi's men, that, the other two goals in the game would go Lazio's way. One from uh, Sergei Milinkovic-Savic scored off a corner to make it 1-1. And then in the 71st, it was Captain Immobile who put Lazio ahead 2-1. And uh, that was the final score. Uh, this was an interesting kind of tactical battle for me anyways. Uh, I mean, both teams lined up in their usual formations. So Sassuolo 4-2-3-1, Lazio 3-5-2. Uh, but the first 15 minutes, it was Sassuolo just kind of like uh, on an all-out attack, all-out press, high press. And they were doing a very good job of it. And as it kind of got in the 20th minute, they were still pressing. And I'm, I'm kind of sending myself watching the game. You know, they're, they're going to tire out. You know, this is kind of common sense. Um, anyways, going into the second half, they were still trying to press. But naturally, you know, fatigue sets in. And, you know, before you know it, Lazio took over the match. And, you know, by the 65th, 70th, 70th minute, you just got a feeling that Lazio was going to come away with it. And, and they did. They didn't, it wasn't, uh, you know, the sexiest win, which is not really, you know, Lazio's identity. But I was kind of... Uh, puzzled that Dezenby didn't change, you know, or alter the press because again, no team anywhere in the world can press like that for 90 minutes. So I think that kind of bit them in the ass a little bit. Uh, so yeah, I think Bogut was coming back okay. from an injury. Uh, yeah. So that's why, that's why he's on the bench again. Uh, like the game before, uh, like the, uh, the Zerby said that there were like, it was an emergency. Like there, there, there's so many players missing. So, uh, I just they're suffering from an injury crisis still, and they're they're not able to to come away uh come out of that. Uh, also, uh, after the game, Simone Inzaghi said that ha- half of Lazio's players were playing with playing with painkillers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they're all they're also also suffering from from an injury crisis as well. I would have kept that internal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, the, I'm but, surprised they, they even mentioned that. But yeah, I, I mean. It just that 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 just calls in the question a question you know is Lazio's run of form sustainable 
I yeah, I well, not. that's a good point. I was going to say because they're they've won four of the last five Serie A matches, five of the last games outright. Uh, but it's not. I'm going to say it's not sustainable because of their next two games, anyways. So I think that's going to be a little bit of a, a detriment to them because they play Atlanta the next two games. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's. Uh, why don't we do? Quickly here, we'll move on and we'll go to uh, Parma Samp ended uh, 2 nothing for uh, Sampdoria. So Yoshida scores in the 25th and Baldi in the 34th makes it 2 nothing, And then that's, that's it. That's, that's the, that's the wrap up. We did it. Uh, okay. So uh, quick, quick two points on, um, on Sampdoria. Uh, so they have three wins in the last four games and, that was uh, that was Sampdoria's first clean sheet in their in their in the, history. That's in the last fourteen games. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, first first clean sheet in in the last fourteen games, Michael. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, one more point. Seventeen points back, uh, Ranieri. Unlike the title challenge. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen, Paulo. Put your money where your mouth is and go for a hundred bucks of them to win. <laughs> don't put a hundred bucks of Reti's. Money though, your own money. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Julian, did you want to touch on anything before we went to break here? Yeah, just quickly before we head out. Um, up to Paulo. They now, Paulo. <laughs> you don't run this account, correct? Yeah, no, I, no, I do not know. So the Opta top eleven uh, so far for the season came out um, as we're halfway through. We also forgot to mention Milan. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so they announced that, the top. Winter champions. Oh, that's funny. Um, Okay, so yeah, the top 11. Um, So in goal, they had Marco Silvestri, um, best keeper so far. And then they kind of set it out as a 4 3 3. So we have Teo Hernandez, uh, Stefan de Vrij, Milan Skrinier, and then Danilo, surprisingly, are right back. Um, I mean, you guys watch him, you actually say he's been your most, one of your most consistent defenders, which. I don't think anybody. So 100, percent and I will. I will say at least he, like it's he's getting the credit here that he deserves because he's been having a good season. Honestly, it's it's just incredible because again, you 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 know the player. You don't expect that on paper to to actually have that much of an impact. But again, especially with the kind of crisis in their defense, he's been he's been their most consistently solid defender this season so far. Um, and then midfield, so midfield three, they chose Kessier, Brozovic, and DePaul, um, which, again, I don't think there'll be many people who'll argue with that one. Um, and then your front three, they chose Ronaldo, Lukaku, and Muriel. Good good for Muriel, because so. he's not even really a starter, but he's on that yeah. list. Yeah, yeah. Chris, do you have any, uh, any qualms with any of these? No, I mean, yeah, it's hard to argue the Danilo one, per se. I mean... Uh, I do think Calabria is having, you know, the season of his life so far. So I, 
I'd be curious to know how far off Danilo he was because Opta runs it's it's all stats, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd be curious to know what his rating is compared to Danilo's, but I think that's a good list. Yeah, Julian, what do you think? No, again, I think I I agree. Um, if you're going to mention Calabria, I'd like to see how close Barella yeah, was. Good point. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, that midfield three is very, it's a very strong midfield. Three. Yeah, for sure. Um, like I think, yeah, DePaul's been probably the best midfielder in the league so far this year. And I mentioned last week, Brozovic is Inter's unsung hero because he's obviously running mm-hmm. the Milan show. And yeah, Paulo. Well, I got no qualms with that. I mean, it seems pretty yeah, uh, pretty straightforward. I mean, if I had a hipster hipster version, it would be probably a bit different. But uh, if we, based on stats, uh, yeah, I and I think again, Silvestri and goal is probably uh, quite accurate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael, do do you mind if uh, I go through some key games for uh, next round and these two? Um, personally, I don't mind. We have to ask the listeners. Um, so why don't we set up a poll, <laughs> and we'll see who gets back to us in the next four? No, go ahead, Paul. Uh, okay, so Saturday it's all the big three, uh, the top three: uh, Milan, Bologna, uh, San Juventus, Inter, Benevento. Uh, Sunday uh, it's. Atalanta Lazio, Napoli Parma, and Roma Hellas Verona. Let's see if Roma don't get a nothing <laughs> loss again. Just lo- and the so I'll say yeah, just leave Diawara at home and you're good. Was it Diawara that they yeah, don't make six up? <laughs> I think it was, up? wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was Diawara. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Milan forty three points into forty one, Roma thirty seven, Juventus thirty six, Atalanta thirty six. Napoli 34, Lazio 34, Hellas 30, Sassuolo 30, Sam 26, Benevento 22, Fiorentina 21, Bologna 20, Lindenese and Spezia at 18, Genoa at 18. Like I said, they doubled their points total. Uh, Torino are out of the relegation zone at 14 points. Cagliari drop into the relegation zone at 14 points. Parma with 13 and Crotone with 12. Good. Good. Um, and again, halfway through the season here, our um, capo is uh, Cristiano Ronaldo with 15 goals. Uh, Zlatan impressively has 12 in his what, what he has not even a dozen or not even 10 games, I think. Yeah, yeah nine games, I think. Very impressive. Uh, Immobile in second with 13, uh, which makes sense. Again, he's starting to pick up pace uh, similar to last season. Um. And sadly, Lukaku yeah. hasn't scored in four. Yeah, I mean, he's playing for a shit team anyway, so. <laughs> Julian, you just need to do the same thing. I, I, I just constantly shit on injury. Just do this. Just do it. I know. Okay. I just laugh. They just beat hey. me right to nothing. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> Michael, you literally I just guess, lost yourself. I guess, but at least, but again. <laughs> It's just they can't get past what happened early in the season. Like the fact that they crashed out that that hard out of Champions League and like not even in Europe anymore. That's just you can't. Like I have to let him say that. You know, I have to let him have what he has because that's literally all that he has. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, and I know that. Okay, let's. Uh, yeah, we'll take a quick break here, uh, and when we come back, we'll go through um, Supercoppa and the Coppa Italia. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me. 
Kane. That, of course, uh, welcomes you back after the break. Uh, but it's also what Juventus are doing to Jimmy and Paulo right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just when we thought we were out. <laughs> they pulled us back in. <laughs> Uh, uh, and why Paulo again, they've had a couple of good, uh, I guess, fine. That's not good. Let's say fine performances. Uh, and, uh, notwithstanding the, the, the Supercopa. Yeah. So, uh, you went this one, the Supercopa Italiana or for sponsorship reason, the PS5 Super Cup. <laughs> now, did they win a PS5? I guess. Uh, maybe. Ooh. Uh, I, uh, maybe, maybe maybe their players are given by Zlatan. It's probably worth more than the trophy. I mean, come on, Zlatan, <laughs> yeah. Zlatan bought all of uh, his teammates the PS Five. Yep. Didn't wasn't sort of Lukaku? Yeah, he did it first. Yeah, no, he, no, yeah, no. he first. <laughs> Simpsons did it. Lukaku dared to um, Zlatan. I like. I thought like when I was watching it, like I wasn't impressed because uh, I had the impression that Napoli dominated possession and actually dominated the play throughout the game. It's just that Napoli couldn't uh, capitalize on the possession, uh, while Juventus did. Um, like uh, so, the like Juventus opened the score with a lucky break uh, off a corner. Uh, the ball took a deflection off of Bakayoko, and then uh, Ronaldo was there to to pot it in. Um, again, Insigne missed a, a, a penalty shot. I mean, it could easily could have been one-one going into extra time instead of two-nothing with Murata scoring on the break. Um, so Juventus did well to soak up the pressure uh, and 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 essentially countered Napoli uh, on the break. Uh, I wasn't impressed after that game. Uh, I know the non-Juventus fans here uh, picked Juventus to win, so congratulations on that. Uh, me and Michael were yes. very skeptical, <laughs> and I mean, our skepticism, our, uh, skepticism was in a way proven right because uh, that first half. Um, I mean, if Napoli had any coherent attack, uh, they probably should have taken the lead in that first half. Ouch, baby! Very ouch. No, that one didn't hit as hard. <laughs> No. Nah. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, probably not. No. <laughs> okay, what about, what about this Wait, one? Hold on. Did, hold on, what about this did you one? watch that? <laughs> <laughs> That's you. Yes, but yeah, no, I, I did watch it. Uh, well, I wasn't impressed with Napoli. I thought Juve that was what was wrong game you know cup finals are usually you know a bit more conservative with with teams and yeah i think juve just did exactly what they had to do and unfortunately finish that pk because i think that last 30 minutes of extra time would have been really fun i think you would have seen everybody kind of go for it but yeah as we know he missed it and then juve saw the match with a second goal quite uh, well, Insigne. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's it exactly. That's he was playing. He was playing Gattuso <laughs> ball. Clearly, you're not, you're not wrong. Clearly, um, not yeah. Wrong. Well, hey, the Pirlo's first trophy <laughs> as a, as a Juventus manager, as Juventus manager, um, and uh, hey, I'll take it and run. That's right. Yeah. It was, 
it's weird. Just to say quickly, with regard to it being his first trophy, like I know, I get he managed the team for that game, but he did nothing to get them there. Uh, like he didn't win Serie A for them, or, and or he didn't win, yes, you know, Copa last year. But I get it; he was the manager for that uh, match, so it's considered. I, I, I just his want first to point trophy, out that um, just the, this season, no anti-Juventus fan can say that uh, Juventus have did not win any titles this season, so. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad that out of is, the way. Uh, that is off the table. Out of, that is out of the way. That's what I was afraid of uh, going into this game. So, uh, but like I said, uh, it was it wasn't a, I wasn't convinced by that performance. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they won the yeah, Crash right. Bandicoot Cup. You know, like it's <laughs> essentially <laughs> yeah, like it's <laughs> uh, the Mickey Mouse Cup here. Uh, but hey, okay. again, taking <laughs> yeah. a run. Just it, 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 exactly. it just clearly yeah. was just a confidence boost that they really needed. So take it, uh, embrace it. They went out and did, did did their job against Bologna this past weekend. So just keep going. You know, like it, it's the next yep. nineteen are underway. So you need to not fuck that up, Chris. I was just going to say quickly, where, because uh, the uh, past few it, it, Super so Copas before have been, COVID, it was supposed you know, to be abroad. By again, I think it was for somewhere or Riyadh, uh, Middle East for sure. Uh, but but instead they okay. obviously for you know COVID reasons they played it in Italy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because they they yeah, had no, a contract. That was a move. I, I just figured, play the, or I was wondering Cup, where it was scheduled to be played. Uh, I want to say Riyadh for the like three of the next like five years or something like that. Like the, the that's mandatory. Yeah, wasn't it at uh, Mapay Stadium so, though? In yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. This yeah. yeah, this year yes, for for COVID reasons. But next year probably we'll move back to Dubai yeah. or Riyadh. Right. Uh, okay. Well, uh, enough about that. It kind of it, it kind of just made us all tired for some reason. Let's uh, <laughs> move on to. Uh, Copa Italia. So let's uh, preview. I guess we'll preview. We don't need to really get <laughs> into uh, much of what happened last week. We just know now the quarterfinals, uh, which are set for this week, right? So we have uh, games Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, and we'll start with Tuesday uh, is Inter. It's a derby. Inter versus Milan. Yes. Um, big derby, I guess. Inter, I mean, I would love for them to pull a league double considering I mean, Michael, as you mentioned before the break, what happened in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Inter, I mean, they're coming off a disappointing loss. Um, they scraped by Fiorentina in the last round. Um, but I mean, again, I think Juve, Milan, and Inter all went to extra time in that round. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see Inter's lineup. They've already announced that Correct. they probably are going to have Kolarov left center back and then Paris has left wing back. So that's a <laughs> fucking recipe for a disaster. Is, is, that, is that Eddie Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, who, 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 their only saving grace will be hopefully that That was a terrible right attempt. Because I think they'll kind of just cancel each other out. I will say though, before before Christian, I know he's gonna come in and, and just You're not tear wrong down Inter because I love that. But uh, Gijo's not playing, right? He's he's suspended. That he is actually, yeah. 
yeah, he's sus- he's suspended. But even if he, uh, uh, yeah, I was gonna say like mm-hmm. Tatarashano has been the Copa goalkeeper to this point. Uh, Gijo got suspended from the bench. Um, I'm. It's a good, now that you bring it up. I'm curious if Pioli would start and like. I feel like if we were playing. You know, like Spal or someone else. I think Tatarushan mm-hmm. plays, but I think because it's Inter, uh, I I think Pioli would have gone with Donnarumma if he was available. But yeah, Tatarushan has been the guy to this point for for Copa. With um, Vidal, by the way. But yeah, the, the Perisic Kolarov left side. I mean, if anybody other than <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that triangle on that side of the midfield, like wow. Um, yeah, I, I, if Castilejo starts, I hope he comes off at halftime. If he doesn't start, then I hope we're, we're attacking that side of the pitch. And the thing is, now that I've said that, like Paris is just going to go and score two goals from, or, tomorrow, and Colorado is going to clear one off the goal line or something like that. <laughs> yeah, with his right. <laughs> just to mix it up. But yeah, no, it'll be a good game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think every Definitely time gonna they be, play, uh, it's going to be very intense, interesting, and high tempo. All that fun stuff. Yeah, what's uh, what's exciting, I guess, out of that is that it's it's a very tight yeah. bracket. Uh, I mean, at this point, anyways, it's the quarterfinals. But the winner of this will play the winner of Juventus Ball. So they're kind of on the same side of the bracket as Julian was kind of talking about offline to us. Um, but then the other side is also pretty pretty stacked because the other game. So again, Juve plays Spall on Wednesday. Right. Um, which good for Spall making it this far. Uh, and uh, Atalanta play Lazio. Yeah, and this is again, this is going to be the first this week, but they're going to play twice, right? They're playing in Serie A as well on the, on the weekend. Be but uh, yeah, Atalanta Lazio is going to be fun. Um, and then the winner of that game will play the winner of Napoli Spezia, which is on Thursday. Paulo. I. I- I was, I was about to say, don't be surprised if uh, Lazio play an absolutely rotated squad because, uh, again, I just we mentioned in the last segment that half their team played with painkillers, uh, played on painkillers. So I would like, so I would expect Atlanta to, to come through from that game, uh, even with even if Atlanta do decide to rest some players or even start Boreal for fuck's mm-hmm. sakes. Um, so I, I think I think it, on, it's going to be it's going to be Atlanta. And I think Gattuso uh, comes out of that bracket because uh, they did lose to Spezia in the league. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there are, if, you know, Napoli come out mm-hmm. for some revenge. Uh, so as you said, Michael, uh, Juventus plays Spau. Uh, most likely it's going to be Buffon and Nets, uh, Demiral, Delict, and Draguzin as uh, in defense. Uh, so Di Pardo, so it's a U23 player. Uh, so again, technically Pirlo was supposed to be the U23 coach, so we did have like a week and a half to look <laughs> at uh, U23 players. Uh, so, I mean, so he's, he, they are bringing up uh, some players uh, from you know their their second team, which is uh, good to see. Uh, I mean, that that's what that team is there uh, is is there for. Uh, McKinney and McKinney, Rams, uh, Ramsey, and Rabio the fill out the uh, rest of the midfield. And it's a toss-up between Bernadeschi and Frobota on the left side. Uh, Morata and Kulisesi are expected to start uh, because Kulisesi picked up a yellow card, so he's suspended for the next league game. Yeah, uh, hot take here. I think uh, Bernadeschi should play 
because he it's a again it's not going to be a high risk game uh i mean again it's ball i think this is where maybe you play him you get his value up a little bit hopefully if he plays well and doesn't uh, just shoot the ball into the stands five times hopefully one of those maybe maybe six yeah hopefully one of them goes on the net at least uh but (laughs) again especially if you're looking to uh to move him just show that he's still got some legs and maybe even if you can't and if you don't end up moving him at least give him a little bit of confidence and that maybe he can uh, not maybe be more good than shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Is that uh, all our notes for Copa? Copa Cabana? Yeah. Oh, no, actually, there's one more game. There's Thursday. Hmm. Oh yeah, sorry. There, there's the uh, Napoli Spezia game, which I mean, Paul touched on it briefly, but that's the Thursday game, and yeah, I mean, Gattuso's ass is obviously on the line. Uh, Napoli players, I'm sure, are feeling a bit of pressure just because, as I mentioned, you know, in the first segment, you know, their run of form hasn't been good. You know, Vincenzo Italiano and Spezia, they have literally nothing to lose. Nobody expected them to really get this far. Uh, if they lose to Napoli, you know, no harm done. So they're going to go out and play with confidence. They gave Roma, you know, two very tough matchups back-to-back, I believe. So I can see this match going to extra time. And then at that point, you know, anything can happen. So I know the the favorite will probably be somehow. Napoli just because of where they're in the tail end, but don't you know, count You know who would secure that? A January transfer of yeah. the uh, Toure. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Okay. They already have a young yeah yeah, yeah. and Lucian. Uh, <laughs> uh, Paulo. Yeah, Inter. Inter. No, I was about to say Inter could use a Gumi this season. Inter could use a lot of things. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, okay. Before mainly some money. <laughs> they really need cash, <laughs> which may happen. Aren't they possibly being uh, uh, injected with some cash sale part? <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to Zazaroni said they're willing to sell Mar- the company they're soon willing to sell everything for 750 million which I don't think I don't believe that for a second yeah. I think that's Zazaroni's yeah, it, voting you couldn't even buy the Ottawa Senators for exactly. $750 million yeah. but yeah Suning's already come out and said they don't they're not interested in selling full shares in the team they're interested in selling like 40% right basically just to get some capital right. But yeah, and that's our financial <laughs> update for that was our yeah. financial breakdown, TM. <laughs> uh, okay, before we go to uh, break, uh, I forgot obviously off the uh, the back here, but Chris, why don't you uh, tell our listeners who are still with us here about again, just remind them about our our glorious uh, perhaps run for glory. Our glo- yeah, it's the Faces magazine. We've been uh, nominated for two of their awards. Um, yeah, so you can the voting process is easy. Uh, our pinned tweet uh, kind of gives you a video breakdown on how to do that, but it, it can all be done online. At, again, it's Faces magazine, and we've been nominated for the best podcast category and the best sports podcast category. And uh, I, I think voting closes at the end of the month, at the end of January here. And uh, you could vote essentially once every 24 hours. So 
let's uh let's try and rep cultural twitter and uh yeah agreed. hopefully you know this time um, next week i don't know how or maybe two pauses exactly now we can but come i think you guys you're right good news. more or less on when uh, when that ends but again let's uh stack that vote um okay that uh about does it for the first half of the show so when we come back we'll uh we'll what are we going to do paulo we're going to go through sack race Sack race, okay. updated sack race, and uh, transfer rumors, and then we'll uh, end off the show with a perfect. Okay, uh, well, we'll be right back after these messages. Rated this way is brought to you by Babu's Cucina Italiana, located in the heart of Manatic, a family-owned and operated Italian restaurant, the perfect spot for a romantic dinner for two or for groups to celebrate special events. For more information, visit baboscucina.ca. Julian, take it away. Nah, nah. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. Welcome back to the podcast. Just quickly before we continue business here, I will remind our listeners to make sure you're following us on Instagram and on the Twitter. So on Instagram, we are at RTW Calcio. And on the Twitter, we are at Rete This Way. Uh, we, are, we post the same five tweets, uh, just different context <laughs> every five days. Uh, please join us uh, in laughing at ourselves, laughing at uh, Bernardeschi, laughing at lots of things in Calcio. Um, and yeah, you'll see again things like some some uh, posts or some polls. Rather, you'll see some videos. You'll possibly see Allegri dancing on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> you'll definitely uh, see that one. Come on, yeah, that's yeah, Paulo's go-to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it'll probably be there in after Fonseca loses his next match. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Or if Gattuso loses the Spezia. <laughs> Paul's going to have it in his drafts, right? He already has it in his drafts. Who are we kidding? No, Paul's it's going to be the, you know, it's going to be the sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Oh, yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Mention, make sure you mention uh, get to the ball. Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, okay, let's, um, let's jump into our, our next segment here. Which uh, we won't do transfers just yet. We'll save that for a little bit, but uh, we'll go into the sack race. So, Paulo, what do we got going on for our uh, our city ass sack race? Okay, so uh, because of Napoli's recent loss against Verona, uh, Gattuso's job has, uh, as Chris alluded to earlier, has come under question. Um, so, and and that uh, Benitez has has been the rumored uh, <laughs> replacement. <laughs> Yeah, what year yeah. is it? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So Benitez actually left China uh, not too long ago, so I guess uh, that's the reason why his name uh, brought it up. 
Um, I think this, like, I, I read that originally this morning when I read this, uh, it was uh, posted in La Stampa, which is a mm. Torino-based uh, newspaper. So when I read it, I took it with a grain of salt. Cause I feel like they must have been rubbing salt in the wounds of, uh, you know, of, of Napoli. And so I, I would just ignore it right now. I think it's uh, a, an error uh, to fire uh, Gattuso at this point in time. He's still, you know, cleaning up uh, Ancelotti's mess, regardless if you think he made a mess or not. Um, you know, they're still in, 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 in European positions in Syria. Uh, they're still in Copa Italia, depending on the results on Thursday. Uh, they're still in the round of 32 on uh, in the Europa League. And I looked up some stats. As of October, he had uh, 1.83 points per game at Napoli. Uh, and Benita's last two teams, he averaged one. Uh, 1.48 points and 1.18 points. So you guys, you know, do the math. As Julian said, what year is it? <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think you you make good points. You know, in that you know they're obviously you know in the thick of things and said, yeah, they're still in Europa League, they're still in Copa. But I, I don't think you have to just look at how many competitions a team is in. Uh, you know, for example, like I'll look at you know, Chelsea in the, in the EPL with, with Lampard just getting sacked. I mean, uh, Chelsea's, you know, still, you know, in the top six right now, I think they're still in champions league, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. They are. Yeah. I, uh, I don't give a shit about where they're at. There's too many cups in England to keep track of, but um, yeah, I don't think you can just look at how many competitions are left. I think you have to look at the quality of the performance. And I think that's where there's been a dip for Napoli. And, you know, on, I can see on Napoli Twitter that it looks like people, they like Gattuso and, and they want him to be successful, but it's just been kind of, you know, one poor performance after another. And you kind of start to run out of slack, I guess, to give the guy. So I don't know. I think if this keeps up for another two or three weeks, you, you see them pull the plug, even if they're still in those competitions that you mentioned, Paulo. Uh, Michael, Julian, what do you think? I think he stays. Like I, another thing is, Teams don't have the money they had, so I don't think it makes sense for a lot of teams to sack a coach midseason when they're not doing terribly. Yeah, they're inconsistent, but I wouldn't say they're doing terribly. I know they want the top four finish, and that's, I mean, that currently hangs in the balance. Um, but I don't know. Unless there's another few bad, kind of bad outings, then I think he stays on. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think uh, I'm pretty sure ADL gave a little boost to him too midweek here and said that he won't be. But I think it's, um, yeah, I, to Julian's point, like there, there's not the money there. And I just don't see it uh, realistically. Again, they they gave him a vote of confidence after last year, right? They, they said that this was the guy who they wanted to um, – continue their sporting project right so I, I don't know that this has changed much it's just that you know i mean hey he's eating he's as long as he's going to be eating salary that uh de Laurentiis doesn't have to pay i think they keep him because there he's isn't he uh he's taking osherman's um uh, half of whatever his salary is going to osherman i'm pretty sure but i didn't, I didn't know in uh that's that news to me i, I never what? Yeah, I, I hadn't I hadn't heard about that either. 
No, it's something like that. Here, I'll find out. I'll find out what it is. I don't know. Don't know if it's that exactly, but okay. So uh, while Michael looks sure. up that up, uh, I, I want to move on to Fonseca. So uh, there's a two part. So two two questions. Uh, the first question is, uh, do you think he's done enough to stay at Roma? Yeah, uh, start, Chris. Go ahead. Um. At this moment in time, yes. Like, like if you're asking me, you know, should they sack him right now? I would say no. Uh, again, I think you have to look at the table. They're in third. I know Juve has that game in hand, which if they win, it pushes Roma to fourth. But realistically, uh, you know, with, with the players Roma has, and I think, you know, Julian, you spoke about this last week, you know, they should be aiming to finish top six. So the fact that they've been in the top four for this long has just kind of been a you know, a, a nice to have. Um, and yeah, so I don't know if, if you have to punish him for this poor run of form. Now I know we've identified they've struggled against, you know, the clubs in the top six or seven of the table and they're just kind of feasting on the, the bottom half of the table, but nonetheless, it leaves them in third and uh, they won their Europa league group. So I, I don't think you can make a, a judgment call right now. Uh, Julian? Yeah, I agree with Chris. Um, I know last episode we both kind of kind of said we don't, not to be mean and kind of shit on Roma, but we don't find their squad as talented as their results are currently showing. Um, mm-hmm. So for them to still be in the mix for top four, and I mean, again, as you mentioned, still in Europa, um, I think he's done enough to warrant his spot for now. Um, I think it'd be a little bit foolish to get rid of him at, at the current time. So I, I understand the argument about results. Um, for me, it's kind of uh, a temperament argument. It's kind of the same situation where Sari found himself in a, at Juventus last season. Uh, you know, Sari won Syria. You know, but probably on. Um, in theory, should have been enough to you know keep his job, but he was sacked because of um, problems that he had with with players. And uh, to me, it's the same situation at Roma, right? Uh, you know, this past game, uh, this past yeah, this past weekend, uh, Zeko, Mirante, Mancini, arguably you know two of Roma's three best players were in the stands instead of playing. Uh, to me, that's that's a, that's a sign that a manager is losing uh, the locker room, and at some point, something's got to give. So, uh, don't be surprised if uh, you know a string of bad results, Fonseca loses his job. Yeah, I think though, like with regards to those guys being in the stands, like they were there. I think you mentioned it, right? Like for disciplinary reasons, it wasn't just. Um, like they're out of form and the manager's trying to send a message, right? They're, they were there for a specific reason. Um, if they do let him go, I mean, I think you make a good point. Just, I think it would be at the end of the season because if, you know, even if, you know, there are issues between him and Jekyll and whoever, but if they're still in that top three, four, five mix, then I don't, I don't see how Roma could sack him now. I think, you know, ride the success as long as you can take it to the, to the summer. And then if you have to make that call in, you know, June or whatever you do it then. Uh, Michael, are you uh, free or are you still looking up? Uh... Yeah, no, I am free, but just to touch on that quickly too. Like, I just don't understand why they would 
if like what's the point of doing that Roma like we said don't have the squad to be the first you know to finish first in the league so if you're if they end up finishing in a top four top three spot like that's that's a success for them I, I don't see how they can blame the coach for that like they need to unless it's again in terms of transfers etc if he has no ideas there like that's an issue but if you're not providing him with the team that he needs or whatever like it's that's not up to him he has to do what he can do with the squad that he's that's made available to him right so it's i don't know i'm getting choked up clearly about it uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway so i found uh just quickly to go back to gattuso so yeah i'm not sure exactly what the numbers are on it but he took a pay cut to uh fund to help fund the Oshman transfer for sure. Uh, and apparently he's, uh, I'm just, what, one of these articles that I've found here is that he's taken uh, three pay cuts over the past year, but uh, one of them was obviously for the COVID break. He, he gave up like a month of wages, whatever, for, the, for employees of, I guess, the Napoli so that they would get their full pay, which again is great. And I think I, the other pay cut they're saying is just that he didn't, even though, he had a, a deal that would expire with Milan. He apparently refused around like 90% of that salary from them. But uh, again, for the, specifically to Napoli, he uh, apparently took a pay cut to, to fund that. Yeah. I, yeah. I think both of those points might go to, to show you more of why, you know, Napoli supporters want him to succeed. And, you know, they're not, you know, mm-hmm. going on Twitter saying, you know, Gattuso out. You know, he's obviously got, you know, those character traits that you know, everybody loves. So, I mean, yeah, it's a tough one. Tough call for sure. Uh, so, so my going back to my uh, second question uh, about Roma. So, hypothetically, if Fonseca does get sacked, who would you prefer, Allegri or Sarri? Are you asking me? But, no, we'll go in, in, in order. So, Chris, Michael, Julian. Okay. Ooh, uh, Allegri or Sadi. Um, Jesus. I'm just going to go and say Sadi. Uh, I mean, you could break this down a million different ways, but uh, I've always been a fan of, you know, Sadi ball and, you know, just the way Napoli was playing for those three years, I think was magic. So I'm going to go with Sadi. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Honestly, I think um, when you look at where Sadi's had success, he's been able to bring out the best of what's available to him. Um, and not having, you know, a, you know, uh, embarrassment of riches in terms of, you know, squad depth, et cetera. Cause I think he has trouble managing that to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think that's why Saturday probably is my choice. Allegri again, if, if Roma had, uh, Zaniolo right now, maybe again, that and, and plus some other, uh, starlets in addition to him. But at this point, again, I, I would probably say Saturday would be the better option. Julian? Um, out of those two, I mean, if I'm going to be completely honest, I don't see either of them going to Roma. Um, but, yeah, I think I'd go with Saudi. I think, um, realistically, I think Allegri will end up at a bigger club. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends what club he's willing to accept. Yeah, and, and to that point, too, Julian, like, I don't, I don't want to say that, like, he's going to snub smaller clubs, but... He just he is successful when he has again those deep clubs and he knows how to manage them. Honestly, he just can he he can you know remember when he was with 
whatever Juventus, they, uh, they had Pogba, they had like Pirlo, they had a, literally uh, a very deep squad with uh, multiple personalities. And he's able to manage that just because of the way that he, he manages that team, right? It, it's, it's, uh, it's clearly different than what Saudi can do, but Saudi knows, again, how to tap into that potential a little bit more. Um, so, okay, based on actual style of play, uh, I, I would prefer Sari, uh, but I do miss Allegri's hilarious press conferences. Yeah, agree, <laughs> agreed. And, and his hilarious quotes. So, uh, I posted a video uh, this morning uh, of uh, when, when Allegri was still at Juventus and a reporter asked him that, you know, that's years ago when, when he was still at Milan, uh, Roma approached him with an offer and uh, he made a comment about uh, so he's he's I, I, I can't remember if he's married or uh, his, his anyway his partner is was a former model and he said quote uh, my, my my first wife I mean but I mean my wife so it, it's <laughs> like his his mannerisms uh, is what is is what is being missed in the league so far so I, I do hope he comes back, uh, you know, just for comedic value. <laughs> we forgot to mention that uh, yeah. Bonaventura uh, is it Bonaventura who looks like him. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Bonaventura, yeah. <laughs> it's at birth. <laughs> so I, I, I twenty so, years apart. And, and plus, like I, I mean, there's strong links to. Uh, from Allegri to, to back to uh, sorry to Roma, so I, I I'm I'm hoping it does uh, come through. Up, you know, like I said, for comedic value, it will be uh, a godsend for for next season. Uh, Paulo, I, I, yeah, go ahead. So you just reminded me of uh, this interview uh, regarding Allegri. This is not Allegri, obviously, but I thank Almighty God who was above. I always wish to win one of these, and 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 I got it. So. Thank you very much for, for, for this, for giving me this. And I appreciate my fans also. My wife and my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my wife. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, anyways, that always makes me laugh. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I think my wife and my girlfriend. Uh, I mean, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so speaking about hilarity, um, Di Francesco, uh, what do we think about uh, him losing against Genoa? And yet, getting his contract extended, <laughs> Chris. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, very surprised. I think we were all kind of leaning towards him being sacked in the near future if results kept going. And usually, a loss does not lead to an extension. So, I guess there's something going on that we're just completely missing and not thinking about because it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I think, Paul, you mentioned in the beginning of the segment that Cagliari is now dropped into the relegation zone. So, yeah, it's mind-boggling. Michael? Uh, Yeah, I think, what was your stat? They haven't won in 14 games? Uh, 12 games now. Okay, something stupid. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's something to be said about how he he's able to not get sacked when he's shit i guess <laughs> <laughs> um they because you got to remember Kelly had a decent season last year too right didn't they 
Yeah. They so, finished 12th, yeah. Yeah, 12th something like that. And yeah. that's, again, that's good for them. And now they've, they're just not pace, on that yeah. same pace. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's, it's just, uh, I don't know, maybe they're just saying it's not their year and, <laughs> and just kind of doing it to that. Maybe, maybe what the idea is, is that if they do get relegated, that this um, extension will kind of punish him because he'll have to be in City of B. <laughs> Uh, that's a thought. Uh, <laughs> I honestly, I don't know how they extend him number one. Well, I don't know how he's not sacked number one and then how they extend him. It's mind boggling. Um, Cause yeah, I don't think their squad's all that bad. Like they brought in Godin. I know Rog tore his ACL, but they brought in Nangolin to replace them. Like they still have decent players on paper. I just don't, it's not clicking for whatever reason. Uh, and to your point, they also brought in Duncan as well. Yeah, so they're trying to get like kind of bolster their squad a little bit. But I mean, they still have Jal Pedro. They still have Nandez. Like they have solid players. There's no reason for them to be in the relegation zone. Yeah, let alone sure. having not Duncan hasn't played though. Twelve. He, no, played, he played against, against uh, Milan, right? Played, yeah, Milan. That's right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, even before him, though, like player for player, they're. They're better than their position in the table, in my opinion. Like, well, how they, do you they, not they win a game are. in 12? Yeah, you're right, Julian. They should be – I think 12th, 13th, 14th is, is where they should be, and they're not playing yeah. anything like that. Uh, who's rotting there? Simeone's rotting there, apparently. He, oh, I mean, he's yeah. he's playing. He's just playing like shit. Yeah. Like, he, he's like a, like a Simone Zadza where he's getting chances to score, but like not <laughs> converting – uh, anywhere near as many as he should be. Uh, you missed yeah, a sitter, him, but I don't know. I just don't get it. Like, Nangolin, I mean, Rog's obviously out, but Joe Pedro, you have Nandez, you have Godin in the back, you have Cranio in the net. Like, those are solid players. There's no reason for them to be in the relegation zone. You know uh, what? So this, speak, is just, yeah. this is just um, karma coming back to them because they're, aren't they, weren't they racist against uh, Moise Keane? Yeah. yeah, they're fans, yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's, yeah. hey, the fuck out of City, yeah, no racism, hashtag. <laughs> uh, so speaking about uh, relegation zone, um, Giovanni Strappa, so they lost against Fiorentina. Uh, I mean, they they did beat, I think it was uh, Parma as well. Uh, they also beat, I uh, can't remember, it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, Benevento? You know, help, yeah, that's what it was, Benevento. So I guess that's probably why Stroppa hasn't got sacked yet. But uh, the names that I was reading were uh, Stramaccioni or Semplici. Uh, Julian, I know. Choni. Yeah, exactly. I said, let's go Julian first. <laughs> I mean, I'm honestly, I like. I feel like every Inter fan had a soft spot for Stramaccioni, even though it hasn't really ever worked out, no matter where he's gone. Um, like I think his last position he was in the Iranian league and I think he still got sacked. So I don't think that's a good move. Yeah. So uh, I was about to say simply, uh, you know, uh, kept Spal, uh, in, in Syria for a few seasons. And, uh, I think he deserves, uh, a, a chance, uh, again with the, uh, Syria club, especially like one like Crotone where, uh, you know, kept a miracle for them to stay in Syria, which is why, uh, everyone knows him now. Um, so I, I hope he does. Uh, I hope he does get a, get a chance back in Syria. Uh, does anyone else want to comment on uh, on Crotone Stropa? 
Um, yeah, just like, ahead, I Mike. guess, I don't know if, uh, it only makes sense to me if, again, they really thought that they had a chance to not get relegated, but that's just me. Well, like, when you, like, I read out the uh, the table last segment. I like they're only what two points, three points. Out yeah. Of the, yeah, yeah. So there's still a chance. Yeah. They're, yeah. That's I'll just very quickly. Yeah, like Torino's in seventeenth, and they're only two points ahead of Crotone. So it's, I don't know. They're not. They're not out of it. I think it's going to be a four or five horse race there for those last three spots. Not that it's really a race because they want to avoid it, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know if they need to make a change at this moment. Yeah, and I mean, does it make sense too? Again, if they're really concerned about, oh yeah, we need to stay into the AF or I don't know the health of the club, or if, are they going bankrupt? I have no idea. But if if it makes sense to sack him, like I guess you could sack him, and then if you still get relegated, you just bring him back afterwards because you're going to be paying for him. I don't know. Like it, it would have to make a, a lot more sense than that. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's our updated sack uh, sack race. So the new entrant uh, were was uh, Gattuso compared to last week. Yeah, interesting. So uh, what, what Michael's transfer rumors next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, why don't we do rumors here? Um, we'll we'll finish strong actually, and then we'll do uh, City of B minute afterwards. Uh, okay. Well, why don't we start with um, why don't we start with Juve, Paulo? What do you got for Juve? Okay, so uh, Deco for Benardeski. Uh, so, like I said, a bunch of, a bunch of times, Deco's in the doghouse for disciplinary reasons, and uh, Juventus fans are starting to get sick and tired of watching Bernardeschi chip the ball for no reason. <laughs> uh, so what I was reading is Bernardeschi plus Kadira for, for Zeko. Uh, Roma fans were, were laughing at this. Uh, I don't think they're very uh, too pleased with this, uh, with this idea. Pinto should get deported <laughs> if they do that. <laughs> Continue. That's pretty, that's pretty much it. Uh, so, uh, Chris, you said your piece, uh, Michael. So the beauty of that is that it uh, satisfies a lot of the high wage bills. Uh, I mean, Deco himself probably did, like won't be that cheap. But again, if you can get rid of Kadira and Bernadeschi, um and uh, bring in Zeko, who said no to you in the summer. Like, sure, do it. Yeah. Julian? I mean, again, I don't think that'll that'll happen. Kandira's value is might be negative at this point, and Bernadeschi's is floating around. But it sounds like because he's sorry, thirty. But it sounds like they're interested in him. So, like, that's that's not that's their fault. <laughs> that's not no. Juve's fault. When you think about it, it's, it's not Juve's fault. No, but I would. Also, keep in mind a lot of uh, media is pro Juve. That is true. Right. Um, so, okay. So, but when you think about it, Bernadeschi is a short-term replacement for uh, for Daniel. Yeah. Kadira. Well, is he really? In theory, in theory. <laughs> okay. In theory. Uh, and Kadira is a short-term yeah. um, enticer for Allegri. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good point. I was gonna say that you know it's a replacement for Dior because he's been you know not doing too well this season, uh, and it's just a, like more depth in, in the midfield for Roma. Like so on paper, uh, I mean there's some positives for Roma in making this deal, uh, especially so like I said like like Chris was saying, if you keep Fonseca and he's having problems with Zeko, might as well trade him like they did with Florenzi. And, and I don't you know, 
Yeah. I don't know. To be honest, I don't see it. I think Zeko is way, way too important to them. Um, and I think especially with uh, Mayoral not performing up to par, I think he's missed like three sitters the past two games. Yeah, I don't think they scored... can afford to get rid of Zeko. He scored two against Betsy. Yeah, that's not saying much. <laughs> uh, Michael, what's up next? <laughs> um, why don't we go to uh, Inter Milan? Um, not much on the Inter front. As I've said before, they have no money. Um, they're looking to offload some wages, and those wages being Christian Eriksen's wages. Um, so they're open to a loan because nobody wants to buy him. Um, but his wages are actually proving to be an issue. So I know Leicester was interested. Um, I think Arsenal was interested. I think Spurs were actually interested if they send Deli Alley to PSG. Um, but again, nothing really too concrete on that front. Um, but it would just be a dry loan, it appears. Good. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's literally... I know before Piedmonti was rumored to be kind of loaned out, but I think uh, Inter's just going to keep him as the emergency fourth striker. But yeah. Okay. Um, okay, what about uh, Cacao and Milan? <laughs> In summary, just from last week, because there was quite a bit of traffic there, so mm-hmm. Mandzukic, uh, Mandzukic is in. Tomori is in, and um, Swalijo Mete is in, and then uh, Junior Firpo, the fullback from Barca. There's a, a loan with an option to buy for $20 million. That's kind of the, the latest rumor. But also the latest rumor is that he's still not convinced uh, with, with coming to Milan. I think it's still in part with him not wanting to be a backup to, to Teo Hernandez. He's probably looking to get some more playing time at this point in his career. And so it happened with Milan. Uh, unless somebody can change his mind, I, I don't see it happening, but you never know. Right. It's a silly season. Um, okay. And um, let's move on to uh, Verona, who are uh, closing in on Kevin Lasagna, the best, uh, best, name in football, best dish in football. <laughs> <laughs> Udinese legend. Udinese legend. Kevin Lasagna. Um, uh, was he a Napoli youth product? I no, I think no he, idea. I think he was owned by Napoli, but never actually played a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. Uh, in any case, uh, Verona, who hey, they they have made shrewd decisions, so I am hopeful that this is good for them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, ten million dollar mm-hmm. move or ten million euro move rather from Udinese. Uh, for lasagna to Verona, and uh, they're just doing medicals, I think, and it's kind of it's more or less done. And to replace lasagna and Udinese, they're they're looking to go after reportedly Cutrone uh, or Lorente, uh, which I'm not sure if it'll be one or the other or both, but I think it is kind of one or the other. Hmm. Yeah, as much as I want to question why get why they're getting lasagna i will say i do like that verona is willing to even go and spend that money because i think it shows their intentions which is to finish in top seven right and play in europa league next year uh paulo you shared that graphic with with us anyways that kind of showed that 
of all the current top eight clubs um, and their records against each other uh, through the first half of the season, Verona would be in first. If we were just looking at those games, right? Yeah. So they're, they're obviously performing at a high level. So, you know, kudos to them for going, for being willing to spend, you know, 10 million euros on a, likely a squad player, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Uh, and, we'll see how he does. I was going to say, in theory, he would start, what, because what, what, Kalinich is, is what, I think, what else they have? Zakangi, so Barak. Yeah. Well, Barak's Barak. a winger type. Yeah. Yeah, so they don't he have is, yeah. very many true number nines. Yeah, like, they have Eddie Salcedo, they mm-hmm. have uh, Kali as well, but they both kind of see more of the supporting striker role. Uh, uh, I was just so going to say, I was just going to say quickly, is there not like, Chris, to your point, like, is there not someone else that they can get for 10 million? I'm not convinced that someone else. Yeah. Someone else. <laughs> I'm not convinced that lasagna is the move, <laughs> but you know, I agree. Yeah. I think there, there probably is someone mm-hmm. for around that in that price range. So that's why I'm, I, I would definitely question the player they're bringing in, but I, I don't question their, Intent, anyways, with regards right. to and trying to. They, they just brought in Straro too, I think. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah good point. That's a good move because man, yeah. like their their first option off the bench was Daniel Bess, and you know he hasn't been he hasn't been <laughs> he relevant since... in Brazil for a year. Exactly. <laughs> I was with he hasn't been relevant since he left Inter, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, he had a couple good years for Verona, actually. I think he was with them when they came up from Serie B. Yeah, that's true. He also was with Jenner a few a few times as well. Uh, my, so I, I just want to focus on on Lorente or Cutrone. At this point, I would bring in Cutrone because again, the younger player, probably on loan, more mobile than than uh, than Lorente, and probably be I guess more useful uh, for Udinese other than you know, sorry, rather than uh, Lorente. Yeah, I don't want to be cynical, but the Cutrone at Wolves was just never – that was never going to work. Um, just with, like, the style that they play just, and the type of striker that he is. Um, yeah, I, I never saw it working out. So I think it's in his best interest to to come back to Serie A but or find a different is club. It, again, is it going to be a permanent transfer from Wolves? Because he was at Fiorentina, right? Mm-hmm. That was so it was and on then, loan. Then he went back, but now he's and then uh, wolves. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, right. he's, he's owned by wolves. So I, I guess, I guess it could be another loan. I, I thought there was a, a restriction on the number of different clubs you could play with in a in a season, but uh, maybe I'm Europe, thinking right? of something else. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, good point. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. uh, no, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's it's a loan because uh, Parma are also looking at uh, Catrona as well. Paulo, why do you say you you say you prefer Llorente? No, no, Catrona. Okay, I was. Cutrone. Yeah, I think that's the, probably the right call too. Because again, you want Llorente. What's he going to do with you in the future? Right, like Catrona. Yeah, exactly. Actually, if he fits in well, like you can bank on him probably for a couple more years. Yeah, you can try to nego- negotiate like an option to buy or something. Yeah, exactly. But like I said, the, like, I mean, Lorente would be a, a a legit replacement for Lazanga in the in, in the sense of the type of player that Lazanga is, like that you know that immobile, uh, lanky striker. Sure, I mean, but if you want to actually give your your team, uh, perhaps Chris can, can speak more to this. Uh, 
but if you are giving more more t- your your team more dynamicism or is that even a word where like being more dynamic and, and well-rounded uh, as an attacking threat, Kutrona is your player. Yeah, you're right there. Kutrona does offer a bit more. I think Lasagna just offers a bit of yeah. speed and that's about it. Can't finish, can't finish well. His movement's pretty, pretty poor. So Kutrona is definitely the better option. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, let's get off. Cutrone and Llorente. Let's move into uh, Atlanta. What's going on with Atlanta? So, uh, it's what? Five million plus three and a half bonus to Sevilla? For Papu. Yeah, that's what I've seen. Yeah. For Papu. I mean, uh, Atlanta is getting what they wanted here. Uh, they're not selling them in Italy. They're not giving away for free. And they get rid of uh, a, a petulant child uh, who actually was playing worse with them in the lineup. Was his contract mm-hmm. due yeah. like up this summer? Yeah. Okay. Then that's yeah, yeah even even better business. I mean, is this, is, I mean, I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. Like, is it that our team's that desperate? Because what uh, Marseille paid like twelve million for mm-hmm. or for Millet for for, for Millet, yeah. I mean, I, I'm 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 shocked that like they just don't sign like pre-contract with these players and and wait for for next season. I guess because of because of COVID and and the amount of like games that they played this season, that teams are that desperate to bring in players uh, in the chance January transfer window, which is yeah. uh, like something new. Obviously, the the situation calls for it, but it's very interesting as like I've been watching transfer windows since I can remember. Uh, what five, at least five years now uh, in depth, and it's the first time that a January chance window I've seen people like clubs pay for uh, players whose contracts are expiring uh, in six months. Yeah, I I don't have any reason for it. Like I I don't know why the yeah. milk one doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, uh, mm-hmm. well yeah, I think it's it was it's it's good for both. Yeah. You know, Papu and for Atalanta, you know, Papu, you know, he wanted out, so he got it. He's going to probably play a fair amount at Sevilla. And, you know, Atalanta, as we mentioned last week, maybe two weeks ago, they were playing just as well, if not better, without Papu Gomez. So to, like you said, Paul, to make some money off of him at this point is just, uh... actually, I'm wondering. I was about to say plus Valenza because I can't remember how much they paid. They bought him yeah, from Catania, no, so. right? No, no, it was Sh- really? no, it was Shaka. Did they not? No, he played really. He played for yeah. Catania for a little bit. Yeah, so, you know, he, th- he played. No, hold on, no, he played for Catania, was like Catania and then he went to Ukraine. Michael, look at Michael up. fact checker. Yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> I, I... Anyways, before I say plus Valenza, yeah, uh, no, but that was it for. Uh... I'm really interested to see the actual story Papu. here. I want to see what happened between him and Gasparini. Well, okay, who said I, I, who said what for for pa- Papu? I said he was Christmas who I said, I said Ukraine. It was Shaka, yeah. right? No. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was at Catania. Yeah. For eleven, twelve, thirteen, and then he was at Metalist. So okay. Ukraine, well, I said, but you, I said Ukraine. Well, okay, you right. still suck. Interesting. You suck. Uh, you, you said clock. shock. Sorry. Hey, clock. No, Paul, I'll <laughs> give you credit for that one. I, just, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea he played in the Ukraine. Yeah. I won't give him any credit for anything. It was only yeah, one I, year. I think it was Mike, you're an ass. <laughs> 
I'm not the one who said Shakhtar, you freak bitch. Wear the, they, they wear the same colors. I remember. That. <laughs> oh, I remember they do, that. do they? They do. Look it up. Look it up. Medalist okay. sounds more like they will wear metal. Well, well, Mike is looking that up. I'll take uh, <laughs> uh, so Torino are looking at Lerager from Genoa. Uh, so it's a loan with an option to buy, but Genoa wants an obligation to buy. Um, so David and Nicola, new manager at Torino, specifically requested the player because he coached them last season. Medalist uh, and- jerseys. Are yellow, Shakhtar oh. are orange and black. Oh, whatever. Ah, okay, fine, fine. I get fifty percent <laughs> credit for that because I still said Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, okay. I had no idea. He Deal. Was in Ukraine. Deal. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say uh, Lerager. So a loan with option to buy, but general one obligation. Uh, and Nicola asked for this player. Okay. Uh, was it like I know. They were looking for a mid- another midfielder, right, Chris? Uh, yeah, yeah, they were. Uh, I think anytime there's a new manager, especially mid-season, there's always they're always going to be linked with a former player. I mean, it, it makes sense, right? You're familiar with each other, yeah. uh, so uh, why not? They they did seem very like they need depth in midfield as well. I know uh, Rincon is starting, uh, and there's not there's a like. I don't think there's any depth coming off that bench in midfield as well. Like, cause uh, when I watched uh, Turno Benevento, uh, all the players that were that were uh, coming on were uh, like strikers. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Lukic is more of an attacking player than uh, than a, like a very a yeah. solid midfielder. Uh, so yeah, they're definitely missing missing deep like a defensive midfielder. I be- Michael, I believe that was, uh, that's all for the uh, transfer rumors. Okay, excellent. Let's close that transfer rumor bag then. Um, okay, I think that's actually pretty much it for the show. Why don't you, Paulo, uh, take us through a quick City B minute? Okay, so uh, Frosinone tied Regina 1-1. Uh, Salernitana beat our beloved Pescara 2-0. Uh, Lecce came back from 2-0 down to tie Empoli 2-2. And Monza beat Brescia one nothing. Uh, one nothing. So funny story about that uh, Brescia Monza game. Uh, the Brescia ultras uh, barred Balotelli from parking in the parking lot because of uh, you know racism. No, uh, I wouldn't say racism. <laughs> Probably because they they have no he has no dignity or something like that. Anyway, remember he he essentially forced his no way dignity? out. No dignity. Dignity. That's what I heard. Yeah, you got to back it up. <laughs> I don't think Paul will get there. No, I don't know. The Quagmire joke? What is this? <laughs> Fog. No, anyway, you lost me that. Uh, well, remember his behavior at the end of the season? Like, he essentially refused to play, and then uh, Brescia, you know, essentially bought out, bought out his contract. So I, I understand where the Brescia ultras are coming from, but still, it's still kind of a useless. A useless thing to do. He's he's gone. Just move on. Um, uh, so two uh, important transfers or rumors from uh, from Serie B, uh, both uh, Spal. Uh, so because, as Michael mentioned, uh, Lasagna is heading to Verona. Verona is going to send Di Carmine to Spal, uh, and then um, Spal will send uh, Marco D'Alessandro to Monza. Uh, speaking about Monza, they're actually in second. So it's Empoli 38 points, Monza 34, Salernitana 34, 
Chidella 33, Spal 33, Lecce 30, Gay with 29, Cordinon 28. And uh, in 16th sp- uh, spot is Regina with 18 points, Crescenza with 17, Intello with 17, Pescaro at 16, Askley at 14. Good. Yeah. So that's the Serie B minute. Uh, is Dallas Ender the one who's like really fast? Yes. Yeah, he used yeah. to play for Atalanta. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good move. Yeah, speed merchant. Yeah. I'm waiting for uh, Pidola to make his Pescara debut. I actually told our friend Nima today, I don't know why Colorado was playing. They just should have. Would have made more sense just to recall Pidola and play him as your left center back backup. But no, let's keep a 35 Julian, year old wing the sh- back. The shirt sales alone on Colorado. <laughs> I think you're probably going to have a lot of uh, people returning those shirts. <laughs> yeah, in general, they should be. Uh, okay, I guess that's uh, that's kind of it. Um, guys, do you have any uh, anything to add before we close out the show? Uh, let's start with Julian. Hey, I called it earlier. 90th minute, Kolarov free kick is winning the game tomorrow. Okay. That's uh, Tuesday's game. That's Coppa Italia. Let's see. Maybe. Uh, Mr. Chris. Uh, just one final reminder to go Bless and you. vote for us. Every vote counts. It's, uh, I think it takes 20 seconds to, to vote. So, um, And if you're working from home, just mm-hmm. do it You know, during your lunch break. Whatever it takes, but yeah, hopefully next uh, this time next yeah, week we, why don't you we guys, got some good news uh, for everyone. Take your time and make sure you're you're logging in with different emails to uh, vote as many times as you can. Good point. <laughs> good point. Um, yeah. No baloney. Uh, I'd rather point out that uh, what, we saw some stats today that we're in the top thirty for sports news in like five countries, uh, and and what uh, what makes me um, uh, proud uh, with the uh, that we're in the top 25 in sports news in, in Italy. So, uh, un grande abbraccio to our ascoltatori in, uh, in Italy. Uh, I can't wait to, uh, to return uh, after uh, all the travel restrictions are up. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm skeptical on how legitimate uh, are those claims are, but I'll take them and I'll, I'll make yeah. them as much as anybody here. Forza <laughs> <laughs> um, to this way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I guess in myself, uh, I just want to, yeah, plug the, obviously the, the contest. I want to, uh, plug. Wait, which contest? Uh, oh, the contest. I mean the derby, but the con <laughs> the contesting of, um, uh, two formidable sides tomorrow. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I, I hope, uh, I hope they all break legs in the literal sense. Michael, um, that's that's terrible. <laughs> no, that's sportsmanship. Wait, is it? <laughs> no, not but... really. <laughs> I hope they leave everything on the pitch. There huh? we go. That's, uh, that's better. That's better. There <laughs> we go. Everything, including limbs. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's it for me. Again, we, you know, every episode, I feel like we grow a little bit more. Um, maybe next episode we'll include some more funny uh, Austin Powers lines that you guys will actually enjoy. Clearly, ouch, very ouch, and work this this uh, 
this this show, but uh, maybe something else will. Okay, I think that's it. Uh, with that one, we uh, say goodbye, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week for another episode. Uh, and again, go out and vote. All right, that's it for the show. Bye.